Hi, this is Anita Hummel from the Dusty Roads podcast about living life as a global citizen. I spent over 30 years of my life living and working in mainly Asia. So if you're looking for some inside information about what it means to be a global citizen, you are in the right place. Hi, this is Anita from Dusty Roads Podcast. This is episode seven. Today, I'm gonna kind of answer a question, which has seen as a question that's been out on the internet. Maybe some of you have asked it and maybe some of you haven't thought of it. So maybe you might be interested in the answer. The question is, are Hmong people and Mongol people related? And the answer to that is no. The Hmong come from China and have migrated over time to Southeast Asia including Vietnam, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar, Burma. The Mongols, who are also known as the Mongolians, live in mainly Inner Mongolia, and the Hmong live mainly in mountains, and the Mongols are mainly nomadic herders. And I think one reason why people confuse these two a lot is because their names kind of sound similar. Hmong, Mongol, they... um, you know, the, even though they're not spelled the same, Hmong, there's a lot of, you know, there's different ways it's being, it can be said with H Hmong, Hmong. But, um, you know, one of the standard ways a lot of people spell Hmong today are H-M-O-N-G, and Mongol is M-O-N-G-O-L. You know, there can be a lot of confusion as to whether, you know, the Hmong and Mongol people are actually related. Some may share a little bit of DNA because they both have, were originally from like China or or they, you know, like in the case of the Mongolians, Genghis Khan came down, he conquered a lot of China. So there could be some, a little bit of DNA in there. Um, but really, they are not related. And this wouldn't even be every Mongolian person or every Hmong person. But there just may be a few in there who might find that they have some DNA from, a, you know, Hmong person might find, oh, I have a little bit of DNA from Mongolia. Maybe we're related, you know, to the Mongolian people. But that would probably be because Genghis Khan came down to China and they intermarried with many of the Chinese and maybe with some Hmong and some other ethnic groups in China. So as a, as a difference, even their religion is very different. Um, the Hmong believe in a religion which is called um, An- Anism. And the Mongolians are Tibetan Buddhist. So actually the Mongolians are much closer to the Tibetans than they are to the Hmong. The Hmong speak a a Hmong language, and the Mongolians, of course, they'll speak uh, Mongolian. The Hmong, they migrated out of China. They were a minority group in China. They kind of got pushed out of China. So they they migrated southward. They were, you know, migrated to the hills of Vietnam, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar. And there's still quite a few Hmong which are, you know, living in China. Where the Mongolians, they really didn't migrate very much. They're mainly in Mongolia and Inner Mongolia. The Hmong have always practiced kind of a slash and burn type of agricultural techniques. They're mainly farmers who um, grow things on the countryside. And they're probably, uh, for many Americans, kind of well known because they were known to grow a lot of poppy or opium. And in fact, many of the Hmong in the 80s, it was known that they came to the United States and were addicted to opium. And I read a newspaper article from that time once that many of the Hmong that were in in Minnesota or some other places were having their family in Laos send them opium through the U.S. mail. You know, maybe not realizing it's quite illegal or, 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 or something. I have a friend who's from Milwaukee who um, his parents left Laos during the uh, right after the Vietnam War and he was actually born in the jungles 
And his mother used to give him opium to keep him quiet so they wouldn't be caught as they were escaping. So by the time he came to the United States and he was a baby, he was addicted to opium. So, you know, the, the, the Hmong have been sort of like very displaced. So they, you know, live in uh, many other countries. They, they, you know, of course, there's a lot of them in the United States, um, France, and, and other places. Where the uh, Mongolian, they have very much a nomadic lifestyle. They live in the gears or the yurks. And they, you know, herders of sheep, goats, camels, and yaks. In China today, there are about 3 million people are considered Hmong. And outside of China, 1.3 million are scattered around Southeast Asia and the world. So total, there's about 4.3 million people around the world that are considered Hmong. Whereas the Mongol or Mongolians, there's close to 6 million in China and about 3.2 million people in Mongolia. You know, so, you know, there's close to almost, there's like 10 million people in the world that are considered to be uh, Mongol or to be Mongolian. So you can, you know, clearly see that they're very different groups of people. Everything from their language, to their religion, to their economy, to their lifestyle, to where they live. You know, the Hmong tend to live in warmer climates. They're, you know, um, though they live up in the mountains, they're in Vietnam, which doesn't snow, um, you know, or it could snow, but the snow is not going to stay on the ground. They um, do a lot of terrace farming up on the mountains there. They, um, you know, are definitely in warmer, you know, a little bit of warmer climate. They're not in the cold, cold climates. Whereas the Mongols or the Mongolians are living like in Siberia. It's cold there all the time. You go to Mongolia. I was in Mongolia in mid-May and it started snowing. And in mid-May, it snows on the ground and it's cold and it's, you know, it's, it's frosty outside. And, you know, so, so really the, you know, the Mon- Mongolians and the, the Hmong are living in these very different climates too. And so they're, they're actually very different that way. You know, I've, I've been to both Mongolia and I've been into many Hmong villages in North Vietnam. And when I think of these two groups of people, I can hardly think of two groups of people that are, that are any more different than these two groups. You know, when you go to North Vietnam and you go up to the Hmong villages and you can see that they're growing a lot of pig feed and other, uh, you know, for other, they're growing a lot of like corn for pig feed and other animals. And in fact, it's so interesting. They will have, they'll be up in the mountains and they'll put up a zip line that and then they'll take the the um, corn feed and they'll put it on this line and it will zip down and so sometimes we'll be driving you see this bag kind of going zipping down the mountains over your head because somebody's zipping the corn down off the mountains you know when i was in in, in mongolia um i stayed in a in a in a gear or york and you know these you know the mongolians they have camels they have horses they have sheep, they have goats, they have yaks. And, you know, they're basically herders. They're, you know, these animals are kind of roaming around and they're, they're herding them and they're selling, they're, you know, they're selling the fur for the sheep and the yaks and the, and, um, the goats, you know, to, to be able to spun into yarns to, to make clothing. You know, so most of them will sell their fur, you know, for the income. And, you know, the, the Mongolians too, the, the nomads, they, they move from place to place. So every couple of months they're moving, 
you know, they're packing up their tent and they're moving to the next place. You know, whereas the Hmong, you know, will, you know, basically live in a community. They will, you know, stay there in that community and they won't pack up and they won't leave. So I always found it was interesting that people were asking if the Hmong and Mongol people are related. So the answer to that question is no, they are not related. They are two very different people with different cultures and different ways of life. If you get a chance, I recommend you come to Vietnam. You can go to a place like Sapa. You can see where, um, you know, you can, you can even spend the night in a Hmong house. And if you also get another chance, go to Mongolia. It's fascinating to spend the night in a gear or York and to spend time out there with this vast countryside with the nomadic people. If you'd like to learn more, you can read our blog on Are Hmong People and Mongol People Related? on our blog, abusonadustyroad.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a thumbs up and recommend us to your friends. It, it does help. And we'd love to be able to hear from you and hear how you're um, doing, see if you have any comments or questions, anything you'd love to hear us talk about. We would love to be able to talk about and to tell you about with our experiences. A Bus on a Dusty Road is all about living life as a global citizen, so we hope you'll come with us on this journey and ride along with us as we live life as a global citizen. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is sponsored by A Bus on a Dusty Road, a blog about living life as a global citizen. Please go to our blog at abusonadustyroad.com and sign up for our free newsletter. If you've enjoyed this podcast, give us a thumbs up leave us a review and help to pass this along. Thank you so much for listening.